President Joe Biden avoided criminal charges around his handling of classified documents in part because of his answers during a lengthy interview with the special counsel investigating him. But the sit-down has also opened Mr. Biden to scrutiny over his age and memory. Now the public release of a transcript of that discussion is being sought by both Biden's allies and critics, both sides looking for a political edge. NC State political science professor Andy Taylor joins us now to discuss the fallout of this. Andy, how are you? Very well, thanks, Jeff. How big a mistake was the press conference uh, called by Biden's team last week in response to uh, the report coming out? I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, they're very sensitive about it. Uh, Voters are telling um, including Democrats are telling pollsters that they're concerned about Biden's age and his capacity to serve in a, a second term as president. Uh, there was uh, an ABC uh, Ipsos poll right after or right around the time that the her report came out that said uh, 27 uh, that reported 27 percent of respondents thought that um, only uh, Biden was too old for another term. Uh, whereas only 3% said that about Trump. About 59% said it about both of them, by the way. But clearly there there is a disadvantage and a vulnerability for Biden there. They wanted to get straight out about it uh, and say, look, this guy isn't like that. He's pretty vigorous and feisty. And that's the way that Biden performed in the, in the press conference. Uh, but it certainly seems an Achilles heel at this point in the campaign. And it really is going to be very difficult to counter that impression. Um, The president could do loads of things to try to counter that, uh, maybe 50 things, and there could be two or three slip-ups. And, of course, it's those that are going to be focused on. So he's in a tough place, um, and he's put the party, I think, in a tough position as well. It was interesting this week, Jon Stewart made his return to The Daily Show and there's no secret that he leans left is not, if not being an unabashed liberal, but he didn't show for Joe Biden a bit when he made his return on Monday night. He said that um, there were guardians at the gate, barbarians at the gate, and they needed to have someone else defending the gate much better than uh, Joe Biden is in so many words. And how much and with John Stewart and Bill Maher, who carry a great deal of weight in terms of political punditry nationally, how much water does that carry? Yeah, a lot. And there's been a lot of coverage also in um, outlets like the New York Times, the Washington Post, about this story. Um, and there is a lot of public discussion amongst Democrats about what to do, if anything. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of Democrats, including possibly Joe Biden himself, um, there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal, I can't remember by whom, um, this week to the effect that uh, he's sort of got himself in a bind by having uh, Kamala Harris as vice president, um, because if if um, Biden were to step down graciously, and it's plausible to do that before the convention um, by effectively releasing his delegates or supporting a change in the rules to be pushed through at the convention that his delegates could be released to someone else, it presumably would be to the vice president. Uh, but there's some concern um, that actually Vice President Harris is um, less, at least in some of the polls that we see at the moment, less likely to win uh, than uh, President Biden himself. 
And so if you do want to do a handoff for the purpose purely of making sure that the bar in John Stewart's terms, the barbarians at the gate don't get in, then uh, you've got to look probably beyond the vice president. And that would be extremely messy and difficult to do. And we saw that with LBJ in 1968. So there's a track record of it happening. It's not completely unheard of, but it certainly didn't work out well for Democrats. And and it was di- and a different time as well, under different rules. Um, you know, this is, you know the, the nomination process now is determined by the voters through the primaries and caucuses. Of course, it's different when you have a sitting president because there really isn't a competitive process. But technically, there are still primaries, Democratic primaries and caucuses going on, and the distribution of delegates, almost exclusively, of course, to President Biden. Um, how you get out of that at the end and then essentially allow a group of party insiders to decide may not go down well uh, amongst voters, um, modern voters, in a way that it was uh, possibly accepted a little bit more in 68. Although, of course, in 68, Johnson was pushed out and Humphrey, Hubert Humphrey, as vice president, had a contested nomination, uh, um, obviously contested by for that by uh, Robert Kennedy and Jim McCarthy, and the insiders gave it to Humphrey. Um, I'm not saying we'll have a Chicago, although um, uh, the the Democrats are actually in Chicago <laughs> in 2024, but I'm not going to say we're going to have a 68 again if that happens. But I do think it would leave a bad taste in the mouth of many Democrats who may not even really think that Biden's suitable, but don't think giving it to someone else other than him is fair. Uh, if that is a repeat of Chicago in 1968, it may be the first political convention that may mean it may need a cut man, but, <laughs> but that's another story. Uh, even uh, what appears to be a win for Democrats that happened this week, happening in New York's third district where Tom Sozzi won the seat formerly held by George Santos, even that came with a bit of a stain for President Biden because uh, Susie did not want President Biden campaigning for him. Yes, yes. I mean, I guess, I guess for Biden himself, a, a win for Democrats. Many Democrats are saying that Susie's win was kind of a, maybe a, a presage for the kind of strategy they might want to um, use uh, in 2024 on the issue of immigration. Um, but yes, uh, I, but that I mean that is part of the course, um, and and I mean I suspect that there would be, if we had a lot of other special elections, even though he's not president at the, at the moment, he's presumptive nominee, for, that there would be a lot of Republicans who don't want Donald Trump um, campaigning with them either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I think it was, you know, on net positive for the Democrats, but one congressional race, um, what that can say about November, you know, taking place as it did in February, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, remains to be seen. Uh, and, and who knows, by the time November rolls around, perhaps the memory issue with Joe Biden and the age will uh, be in the rearview mirror. We'll just have to see. It's going to be an interesting year. Andy, we thank you so much. Andy Taylor from NC State, always very generous with his time. Andy, thanks so much. We'll talk again here soon. Take care. Yeah, thanks.